morning. Good morning. No? Can you hear me? It's really soft. Oh. But it's very soft. Is that, oh, that's much better, okay, yeah, great. Great, so good morning. At this time, every morning, we'll be sharing instructions for the practice for the day. And they'll usually be in the form of guided meditation. So for today, in a moment, I will start a guided meditation. And just to let you know that today is a day of arriving, and a day of settling, and a day of just arriving in our bodies and in the space. So with that, I'd like to invite you to check in with your body. And maybe wiggle for a moment, find your center in your seat, in your chair. Allowing your back to be upright, to be straight, whether you're sitting in a chair or in the cushion. Not so much pushing yourself up, but imagining imagining that there is a there's an invisible string connected to the top of your head pulling you up ever so gently so your body can just be supported, being held up with this invisible string. Not so much for you, not, nothing for you to do really in that way. It just happens on its own. Then allowing the rest of your body to relax, your muscles to soften. Letting go of tension, of strain. Softening, softening the face, softening the forehead. Allowing the eyes to be closed and relaxed. Letting the eyes gently rest in their socket. Letting the face be soft, the jaw. If there's any tension relaxing and softening We often hold so much tension in our face, especially our forehead, straining. Just take take this moment and check in in your forehead, see if there is tension. And just soften and let go, no need, no need. You're just sitting, you're just sitting, just sitting. Allowing your shoulders, your neck to be soft. Letting go of any tension in your hands, your arms. Letting them be soft. softening the chest and the abdomen especially. No need to hold any tension. Letting go. Softening your sitting area, the groin area. 
gently brushing your upper legs with your attention, your awareness. Brushing your lower legs and feet. Letting the awareness brush your whole body. And if there's any tension, any holding anywhere, relaxing, softening, as if you were an ice cube that was melting. Imagine your body melting as you're sitting. When the body relaxes and is soft, the mind can relax and be soft. So relaxing the body as much as possible, as gently as possible, is paramount, (coughs) is really the first step. Feel free to check in with the body now and then throughout the sit to see if any tension has crept in, especially the areas you know you tend to hold tension, whether it's the face, the forehead, the jaws, the neck, shoulders, the abdomen or the hands, wherever it might be. Now bringing your awareness, if you would, to the movement of the breath within the body. It's not so much that you have to breathe actively. The breath breathes itself. It's been doing that all morning, all your life. So you don't have to breathe. Just simply notice that you are breathing. Simply notice, bring awareness to wherever it's felt in the body. Whether it's your abdomen, chest, or the movement of the air at the nostrils, the cold air rushing in, warm air rushing out, just the sensation for the whole movement of the breath within the body, whatever is easiest. For the sake of example, I'm going to use the abdomen, the sensations in the abdomen. Feeling The abdomen extending and contracting. Simply receiving, receiving the sensations of breathing. Sensations of breathing in the body within the framework of the body. Not an abstract idea of breathing out there. No, just feeling this live, this alive in the moment. Experience. 
of what it's like to be alive in this body, in this moment, right now. In this body that's alive and breathing. Receiving all the sensations of being alive. This miracle that is this body that is breathing. It's sensing, it's feeling, it's feeling pressure. It's feeling movement. Maybe you're feeling the pressure as the abdomen extends, expands or the pressure of sitting on the cushion, the contact point between your bottom and the cushion. This body that senses, that feels coolness and warmth. Maybe the hands this morning are feeling cool or warm, or the face. It's the miracle of all these sensations of this body being alive, just relaxing, softening the body and receiving what it's like to be alive this morning in this body. Allowing the sensations within the body from the inside to be a tether for the mind. the sensations of breathing specifically can serve as a thread, as an anchor, the continuity of the in-breath and the out-breath. And if you find that your mind, your awareness, your attention is no longer resting on sensations of the body breathing and is now resting on a thought, a memory, a plan, in some daydream, it's perfectly all right, it's okay. No reason to judge yourself. It's what happens in this practice. It's what happens. Simply notice what the attention is resting at now, resting on now. And without judgment, ever so gently inviting 
the awareness to rest on the sensations of the body again. You may have to do this a thousand times this morning, and that's okay. Every time do it gladly, because that is the practice to help settle the mind, calm the mind, not by yanking it, but by gently bringing it back many, many times, ever so gently, as if you're training a beloved puppy. Your mind is your beloved puppy. Bring it back gently.
If you find yourself in the midst of repetitive thinking, a lot of remembering, planning, etc., the beginning of the retreat especially, as you're arriving and settling, this can happen. And it's helpful to perhaps say, not now, when they come up and simply put them aside for now. They'll still be here later at the end of the retreat. And even though there is nothing wrong with thinking, and when the mind is settled, we can see thoughts arise and pass without engaging with them. At the beginning of a retreat, it's more difficult to not get entangled So it might be wisest just to put them down out of wisdom, not out of aversion, but out of wisdom. Do your thought, you'll still be here, I'll come back to you later, I promise. But for now, I acknowledge you, honor you, and I put you down. Not now, not now. and allow the body, the breath, to serve as a calming, as the soothing lullaby that is the anchor and can settle the mind.
arriving again and again, every moment. into this body, living, breathing, present, in this moment of this life. Arriving, arriving.
So we start our training in this retreat similar to other retreats in the way that we start gently, we start slowly arriving, settling, inviting the mind to be quiet and to be unified, spacious, just arriving. And even though last night I might might have scared some of you by saying you'll be uncomfortable, we'll start very, very gently. We won't dive into the deep end at the beginning, just very, very slowly and gently. So take care of yourself today. Arrive. Um, Many of you might be coming from stress in your lives and busy lives. So take the time today to just arrive and and um, you've done retreats before so you know how to take care of yourself the first day or two of the retreat and just to arrive and settle and receive, really receive, arriving with gentleness, with awareness, really receiving sensations of the body, perhaps sensations of the outside, the sun on your face, the green grass, well, the yellow golden grass, the green leaves on the trees, just arriving. Um, might be the, the fastest way, the, f- the gentle way, I like to say, is the fastest way um, in this practice. So, today will be a day of full practice. We're not going to start the uh, meetings, the practice meetings, until tomorrow. Just really giving the opportunity for the settling to happen today. But they will uh, be posted uh, later and we'll talk about them more later about the practice meetings. And as a way of getting into the retreat space and the Maranasati and that contemplation, bringing it home more, um, I'd like to invite you to join together to create an altar in the back. There is a space in the back. And the invitation is to bring to mind, bring to heart, and bring to the altar um, people who, whom you've lost, whom you've cared about and have, have lost in your life. And you may put something on the altar, could be a found object, could be a rock representing them, could be a leaf, could be a feather, or could be a note, or could just could be their name and the years of their living. Just any way to, to bring them in, bring them into the space. You're invited to do that. You don't have to do that if you don't want to, but you're invited if you want to to create that, uh, to help co-create that altar together, all of us, the Sangha. And I know that in the past, both having contributed to it and having looked and seen the offerings, it's very touching. It's, it's, it, it is part of the practice. It, it normalizes death. It's part of life. We've all lost someone. We will lose people. To bring that home. And um, their basket, the technology basket is here for the cell phone digital devices ceremony. And um, actually we're going to do that at after the 10.30 set this morning. Uh, so, um, and one reason for that is we'll be doing walking meditation instructions in a moment and didn't want to make the morning too full. And also, if you've brought it, great, please bring it back at 10.30. And if you haven't, um, I wanted to personally give a plug for renunciation of your digital device. Um, so I think I mentioned last night that having been off 
the grid. It's just been delicious for two weeks. And and um, there was a retreat some time ago, some years ago, that um, I held on to my digital device and um, I felt I had to be in communication and, and check um, but for particular communications. Um, and I thought, oh, I'm an experienced practitioner. I know what I'm doing. You know, I, my mind's going to be fine. And I turn it on and oh boy, I saw things I wish I hadn't seen. It took me completely for a loop for a day, and it was really hard to come back. And you never know what you're going to see, and it can wait. And if it can't wait, they'll be contacting managers, and the managers will come and get you. So that's another renunciation of coming into this space. And really... um, Letting, giving yourself this opportunity. It's not easy nowadays to um, to take a whole week out of your busy life to contemplate. You don't want to kind of do a half job, right? Like half-hearted job of I'm kind of here, but I'm still connected out. So give yourself this opportunity, really, to be here fully, completely, and see what it's like. What was it like? decade ago when we were unconnected all the time. See, the taste, the flavor of your mind that, that is disconnected from digital devices. So, And also, one last thing you wanted to add is that uh, in the past, some people have told me that, the, that putting their digital device, their cell phone, their iPad, um, in the basket and letting it go. That moment was one of the most significant moments of the retreat for them. And it kind of set the tone of, wow. So, so yes, we'll do that at the end of the 10.30 sitting. So we'll have a ceremony. And then, um, one thing that we have learned at Spirit Rock, and uh, we, we've learned them from our experiences on the longer retreats, on the month-longs, and we're continuing to explore on the seven-day retreats and learning more and more about them, is, is offering the opportunity uh, to have affinity group sittings. And in the past, um, yogis have found it valuable, very valuable to have affinity group sits. So for this retreat, we're going to be offering them also. They're optional. The um, 12 o'clock sit before lunch will be a POC sit, people of color sit. And the um, 7 o'clock sit will be a LGBTQI affinity sit. And these two sits will be uh, happening. It will be set up in the lower walking hall. There will be an altar set up there. So you're welcome um, if you wish to, to attend those, those sits, if you identify in those categories. So I'd like to pause and ask if there are any questions so far about anything. Please. I was wondering about the, um, it's a very personal question, I was wondering about the guided meditation that Eugene did last night. I was very tired, but that guided meditation, all of a sudden I was awake and felt excellent. Didn't want to go to bed, didn't want to go to sleep, tried to because I knew I had to get up and Morning, but um, and I'm wondering why that happened. I don't recall that that has ever happened. If there's anything that you can say about that, would you like me to say something about it, or or, or Eugene, or both of?
so there's um, there's no specific reason it happened except that uh, whatever was said uh, was heard in a certain way and you were ready to wake up in that moment in that way. And so it, it's what's lovely about what you're saying is we never know when uh, we begin, our mind begins to relax and open and our being starts to land here in a way that is alive and energized and awake. And, and there's no, um, oh yeah, it's because of this and I said this and, you know, whatever I said might have been good enough, but that potential is always here. And so I would just, l learning how to trust our direct experience is one of the keys to meditative practice and to waking up and to be really aware at all times, when we're tired, even because you were tired and, you know, but you were here. And so getting here may not be um, contingent on our ideas about what it takes to get here. That's a little bit how I'm hearing your question and what happened for you. Yeah, well, that's a really important thing. We all have our ideas about what's going to happen and what's supposed to happen and what's needed for something to happen. And those ideas may just be ideas, you know? And so then the potential of what's possible is much more open. I just want to add one piece to one thing you said, which is about the uh, electronic devices, meaning generally cell phones or your computer. Um, I've had the great privilege of being old, and so I'm old enough to remember what life was like before we had cell phones, and especially what retreats were like, because the the encouragement to let go of the cell phone is in line with the um, letting go of the world in a certain way so we can get here. And in the old days, all you had to do was come here and you know you weren't connected in that way. And it still was hard and difficult and you know you wanted to talk to a friend who was here and things like that, but you let it go in the service of waking up. And so I like to be a little more um, um, Vajra-like, it's a Tibetan word that's used, it means sword-like, but meaning if you have a cell phone and you will at all think you might look at it, give it up. Don't just, you know, think about what should you give it out or shouldn't you, no, you should give it up. At least you can tell people that Eugene said that. And, and then you can do it that way, even if you don't like um, listening to me, do it anyways. Because it's very freeing and the practice is about being free. And so experiment by um, not experimenting, but just letting it go. It's my little add-on 
Um, and the other piece that I want to speak about is um, the meditative practice, which is um, really about practicing 24-7 while we're here. You know, we do the formal practice, but even now you're aware, right? And so be aware of what you're aware of and be aware of what's aware of what you're aware of and start to play because you're just, this is why we're here, is to wake up. And, um, and uh, so I want to encourage the 24-7-ness of what's possible here that whether we're sitting or walking or moving around, um, it's all practice. Whether we're, you know, um, eating or going to the bathroom, it's all practice. Put practice in the foreground of your uh, experience. And that may change your life because we can start to erase the line between meditation and everything else. And as part of that uh, encouragement, we do formal walking meditation. And I'll give um, some instructions for the formal uh, um, walking practice. And here, here we'll start now. And we'll start, and before you get up, be aware that you're sitting. Be aware of this experience that I just did, that you're going to do. Right? Because it's a whole experience to go from here to here. And you can be aware of it as it's happening. So see what that's like. Just to do that. Just to be aware as you're moving from the seated posture to the standing posture. just want to check. You can raise your hand. Has anybody stopped being aware? Or are you still aware of the fact that you're standing? Or you may be aware of the fact that you're thinking or you're having a feeling or a reaction. And that's all fine. You don't have to get rid of that. But keep putting the body in the foreground for, of your awareness for a moment the actual experience of standing, seeing, hearing. And this is the basis of the walking practice, is to stay close to your body as you walk. And when I, stay close, when I say stay close, I mean um, let the awareness uh, and mindfulness of the uh, uh, but permeate the body, let the awareness saturate the body so that you're going to be moving like, and you could just move your arm right now, move an arm up and you feel that, you know it by feeling it, you know it through the direct experience. Not just the idea of the experience, but the experience itself. And so a walking practice means go out and you can, I'm going to give you two options on the walking really, because there's a very traditional walking practice where you walk back and forth for 20 paces and you're just aware of the movement of the legs and the feet and you're aware of the physicality of walking. And there's, you take a step and you're aware of the step. See how much room I have here. <clears throat> right? So there's a step, and then another step, and then another step. And you're aware of this experience and the sensations of the experience, the direct living experience that's very, very 
simple. And we're not used to simply being here. We're used to a lot of complexity, a lot of thought, a lot of ideas, a lot of associations, a lot of memories, a lot of interpretations. We don't usually land in our direct experience. And the walking's so beautiful because it's so simple, right? It's just walking. And you just want to feel the experience. You want to know it directly. And so you can do it in this very simple way of doing one step at a time. And you could do step, you could, you could, um, you could label it or note it, step, 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 only your mind being very soft, step, 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 step. Or you can do it and you can start to break it up and go slow, lifting, moving, placing, lifting, moving, placing, right? So that you're just feeling the, the actual sensations and you're aware of them. And you can just do that. And that's what people often notice or, or see people practicing Vipassana and they think they're, <laughs> I don't know what they think really, but they, they, they look like they're not in this world because they're going very slow back and forth and nothing's happening. And, but you can be very aware, you can start to unify body and mind in this way. And that's, that's one of the characteristics of samadhi, of collecting or unifying body and mind so that things get more simple and it, it's very powerful part of practice. Um, so you could do, if you've done that, because many of you have done practice, if you've done that style, it's fine to do that kind of walking practice. If you've done a more Utejaniya style practice, you can just walk 20, 30, 40 paces and be aware of the experience of moving through space on the ground and be aware of the, the totality of the experience, not just focus on the legs and the feet, but the whole experience of the body moving through space on the world. You're just going back and forth. You're not trying to get anywhere. And this is one of the paradoxes because we're always trying to get somewhere or do something. And this is more, oh, we're learning how to be while we're moving. And we're feeling the air and seeing the, the sights. And we're aware of the experience more than the comments or interpretations of the experience. We're aware of the experience of walking back and forth for however many feet you have. And it's, very, it's a very open awareness kind of walking meditation. And you can do either style, either style is all good. But here's again the key to the walking practice. You ready? This is the secret teaching. You have to do it <laughs> for it to work. If you just think, oh, I'm going to go get some tea now and I'll do the walking later or I'm going to, yeah, there's one more thing I want to do because there's something else or maybe I'll go play with the, you know, the turkeys or, you know. <laughs> the walking doesn't work so well that way. So, so do the walking. And this is, this is another asp this is another part of giving yourself to the practice. Because what's surprising is that the form itself has power. Because the form is very simple. We're sitting, we're walking, we're sitting, we're walking, we're sitting, we're walking. Like, it's not even a big deal. But it's not easy for us to give ourselves to something so simple. And to just discover what it is that it is to just be a human being rather than a human doer. Okay. Any questions about the walking instruction?
and we'll keep speaking about it, but please go now. There's going to be a period of walking practice. And um, the only um, uh, adjunct I'd like to add is don't, um, don't walk super slow when you go out of the hall. That's the one thing you don't want. If you're doing lifting, moving, placing, lifting, you know, and there's 10 people behind you trying to get out the door, it's not, it's not being aware of the collective experience. And we're, we're practicing for ourselves and for all beings. So uh, have a good walking meditation. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And if if it's too cold out, we do have a lower walking hall. You can walk down there. Uh, we used to have an upper walking hall, but now there's two retreats, so they have the upper walking hall. So there's a lower walker walking hall if you want to walk indoors. And uh, it's fine to go somewhere where it's sunny if you're looking for warmth when you're walking also. Right, and the lower hall is down the steps here and inside. Okay, anything else? Okay, have a good walk.